Just want to let you know, boot camp. Yeah, we got boot camp going on. It's, uh, <laughs> it's warm outside, and we've had a couple people inquiring about it. Had a couple more people have jumped in lately. So just want to let everybody know that, uh, yes, officially we are doing boot camps every Wednesday, Friday morning, 6 a.m. If you want to jump in, you can uh, jump on my website, generalfitnesscompany.com, click on the training and schedule tab, and uh, that will be the uh, most effective way to get to me because uh, I'm pretty busy with personal training, and uh, it's really inexpensive. In fact, it's only it's 10 sessions for only $120, so that's more than a month for less than 150 bucks. That's pretty good. Most most <laughs> most places will charge you 150 bucks for a session. So yeah, check it out. I'd love to have you out there, and you know it's always great to be outdoors during this time. Right, I'll check you later. Maybe I'll see you outdoors. Yo, what's going on, Nebrolian Dynamite? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Monday, July 12, 2021, Season 8, Episode 79. Yeah, so today uh, I mean, I'm actually chomping at the bit a little bit to record this one because uh, this is one of those that, uh, you know, personally, like, I think of myself as one of those uh, coaches that's all about the mind-body connection. There's a lot of people uh, that believe that they are, and there's a lot of people that are definitely uh, a lot about the body, uh, definitely a lot of, there's a lot of people that are a lot about the mind, but uh, being a former a former psychologist, or, or just, excuse me, uh, not psychologist, but I was a school, former school psychologist, not the same, not the same, <laughs> but being a former school psychologist, and then becoming a personal trainer, that really put me into that realm of like, first mind then body growing up it was the same thing i was like all about the mind and then yeah, i became an, uh, an athlete and then it was all about the body so you know before first before i was an athlete you know as, as you may or may not know if you listen to a couple of these uh, episodes i was a really chubby kid so uh in the process of uh trying to uh you know make friends and stuff like that i you know i read books and i did stuff uh that you know, more or less would make me not the coolest guy, but I became an athlete and, you know, I kind of combined, I got the opportunity to combine the best of both worlds. So, so I'm going to uh, put that out there today. We're going to actually, this is uh, along the lines of how I train, you know, I'm all about the mind body connection. And there's actually uh, a lot of things that we're going to be talking about today uh, that are going to help you make better decisions. You know, this is actually uh, that mind-body connection is going to help you not only make better decisions, but it's going to make you uh, uh, lift better. It's going to make you live better because you're going to be, uh, not uh, again, not only just making better decisions, uh, but you're going to be able to have a little bit of an int intuition into what is the right decision for you. So yeah, I mean, th this is going to be a really interesting uh, episode for you. If you never thought heard about uh, introceptive skills, or if you don't know what it means to feel your heart, well, then you want to listen to this episode because this is super, super important and super, super not so mainline stuff here. But it's definitely stuff that I've been working with and definitely stuff that I knew about for a while. And it seems like the, the mainstream is just catching up. <laughs> so let's get it in. I'm going to call, call this one. Uh, well, this is season eight, episode 79. And we're going to call this one Your Thinking Speed. And you'll find out why that title is relevant in just a few moments. 
All right. Lego. Here we are in yet another wonderful day. <laughs> another podcast day. Listen, uh, th- this is actually a really good one. It's a wonderful one uh, because this is something I've been chomping at the bit uh, all day to actually record because it's something that's near and dear to me. It's like it's interesting because this whole weekend is kind of just pointed to this one particular subject. Everything in my weekend more or less pointed to this particular subject somehow, some way. And today, geez, today was like everything was like do this podcast episode today <laughs> so i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna be talking about the mind body connection this is actually like again it's, i'm chopping at the bit because this is one of my favorite subjects you know as a as a personal trainer and as a podcaster so to speak uh i don't call my consider myself a podcaster i'm just some guy that does a podcast that people listen to uh and you know sometimes they listen more more to my pod to my episodes than and other ones, you know, other ones I don't really know what I'm talking about, and I'm just having fun talking about stuff. And other times, and I know what I'm talking about, and you know, I, I can admit sometimes it might be a little bit boring. But this one, this is my passion because this is about what I do as a personal trainer. See, my thing is all about the mind body connection. When I first started personal training uh, about 15 years ago, I, I I saw the the connection. You know, I was a psych. I, you know, again, I was a psychologist, school psychologist, and I was getting into uh, personal training. And I saw these. You know, I saw these trainers that were. You know, they had they had a lot of book smarts, right? They had a, a ton of book smarts. They knew way more about the body than I do. They could name any muscle, any bone. They could tell you about the Krebs cycles. They could tell you everything about how the body ran. At the, you know, at least with the knowledge, because obviously knowledge always changes, even though we've had these bodies for over 700,000 years, maybe even 100 years, we still don't quite know exactly how they work, which is really weird, really, really weird that we've been in these bodies for so long and we still can't figure out how they work. Like you would figure you would think that this would be the, you know, figuring out how the human body works would be like on the very very top i mean i I understand there's it's very complicated and intricate but you would figure that we would have figured out how the human body works before we started making flaming hot cheetos but anyway anyways that's besides the point so you know we we're finding out different things all the time and different things that we uh, thought were were true or not turn out not to be true things that we thought were not so true uh turn out to be very true and then you know as you have some halfways and some um should have been and could have been so Again, the mind-body connection has always been something that has been intriguing to me because I always thought, you know, I mean, throughout history, right? You know, you have like, you know, martial arts and all this stuff. They all talk about, you know, the mind-body connection. I I always had this inherent, like, predisposition to thinking about the mind before the body uh, just because, you know, this is my upbringing. I don't want to go into it too much, but it's just always about think about the mind before the body. Even though I was, you know, six-time All-American athlete and all that stuff. The mind was always more important than the body. So uh, I always thought about it in that way. I always thought about the mind and then the body. I always thought about what is the mind doing and how is the body responding to it. So this it, is interesting because it actually brings me to uh, my first point. And again, this whole weekend has been like pretty much been, been leading to this. And one, one of the questions, I think I actually answered this not too long ago, uh, and I, I probably answered it 
incorrectly or just not quite as correctly as I as I should have. Uh, so uh, I talked about like you know the proper workout not too long ago, and I was like you know if you want to get stronger, you lift heavy weights, and if you don't want to get as strong, you lift lighter weights. You know you do cardio and stuff like that. Now that's only partially true, and the reason why it's only partially true, I've actually disproven that in in previous episodes. I actually talked about this in other episodes why that's not true, but I will repeat why it's not true because you know. If you've been listening to all 596 episodes, you might have, you know, there might be some differences <laughs> into what you're hearing. So, it just give you like the, the, the total breakdown of actually what what it is that is making you stronger. So, I'm going to go back into uh, when I was training for the uh, powerlifting. I was uh, training to be a powerlifter. I was uh, ended up being a world champion powerlifter back in 2012. And... Yeah, I mean, I was going up against countries like England, uh, Georgia, believe it or not, going up against Brazil, uh, going up against a couple, quite a few countries in the world because it was the world championships after all. And I was by far the lightest guy out there. You know, I mean, like I, I mean, I was in one of the lighter champions, uh, one of the lighter uh, brackets because you know you didn't you didn't have people all just competing in the same uh, weight bracket because obviously somebody that weighed three hundred pounds, all he had to do was like curl. You know, just like 60% of his body weight and like, you know, he's crushing everybody that probably weighed about 60% of his body weight, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I weighed uh, 190 at the time and I ended up curling like 190, 185. I curled 190. They didn't give me credit for it, even though I have the video and it looks like pretty solid. Uh, but they gave me credit for 185, which is still pretty legit. Uh, so, yeah. Now, uh, again, I was one of the smaller people out there. I had some muscles, but I was one of the smaller people out there. And I would train with heavy weights every once in a while. Again, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, so I don't want to go... I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I don't want to go too in-depth with it. But essentially, I was not training with, like, heavy weights. I was training with heavy weights, but I would be limited with the heavy weights. I would lift just the heavy weight just to get a feel for it. But for the most part, I I was using the TRX... And I was training with lighter weights. Now, why? Why, why would that make me stronger? Why would that uh, help me to win a world championship? I'm lifting lighter weights while everybody else is lifting heavier weights. And people are weighing more than me. I was on actually the lighter side of my, uh, of my weight class. There was people that weighed you know, about 10 to 15 pounds more. I think it was like a 17-pound range or whatnot. But there's people – no, it was 15-pound range. So people weighed 10, you know, 10, 12 pounds more than me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and when you're in powerlifting, you know, 10, 12 pounds can make a, a huge difference for people. Uh, but the thing was that – listen, there's this thing – Again, the mind-body connection. And when I would use a TRX, I would actually put my brain into the muscle that was working. So if I was doing biceps, which I was you know, normally doing, if I was doing a, a workout to substitute for the bicep curls, uh, uh, you know, for weighted bicep curls or preacher curls or standing curls, whatever you want to call them on the, you know, with the bars, I would practice, but I would practice with a you know lighter weight because it was my body weight, but it was not my full body weight, obviously, because I was uh, using a TRX. You know, a TRX obviously isn't your whole body weight; it's a seventy-five percent of your body weight. So, and you could you know up to seventy-five percent of your body weight. You can kind of play around with it and you know have it more or less, but uh, it's around that range. So, why is it that I was able to use my brain and work the work this? TRX 
into my workouts and make TRX help me win these championships. Uh, because I can guarantee you that it's just not anybody could just jump on a TRX and just go win a world championship and say, hey, everybody, I was just using a TRX, and that's how I you know, won the world championship. It's not exactly that simple. See, the thing is that, like, I learned how to use my body in a way that I would maximize every single muscle, every single muscle group that was actually using, helping me to do the bicep curl. See, the thing is that, listen... They say, again, they say heavier weights equal bigger muscles, lighter weights, lighter muscles. Uh, but that doesn't explain how Herschel Walker did like 100 push-ups a day. And that, or it was, I think it was 1,000 push-ups. I think it was 1,000 push-ups a day. And that guy was super jacked, right? Like, how was that guy jacked? And all he did was like no weights and 1,000 push-ups, 1,000 sit-ups. That's crazy. Again, it's because you're putting your brain in the muscle. So not only are you like lifting the weight, right? But you're mentally controlling the weight. So there's a difference between lifting a weight and controlling a weight, right? So if you're lifting a weight, you're most likely, you're probably not going to have the best form. Like if you're just trying to lift the heaviest weight you can, you're probably not going to have the best form, and it's the time to te- that it takes you to lift the weight is going to be a lot less time than it takes you if you're actually controlling the weight and moving the weight in the way that you want to move it. Okay, so like for for exercise, you know, back in the day when I was first learning how to be a personal trainer, they had these different ways that you can you know essentially create load. You know, there's resistance. There's time, there's volume. I think that's actually the three. Uh, but <laughs> there's another one, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, so there's different ways. It's not just weights. And, oh, intensity. That's the last one. It's not just weights and intensity. It's not just lifting heavier weights and getting, you know, and, and having uh, less time or less recovery. And it's not just having, uh, uh, you know, more time lifting a weight. You know, it's not just that. It's actually. All those things combined or kind of playing around with those things because obviously you don't want to have short time, uh, short time, short intensity. That's not going to do anything for you. But if you can try to figure out a way that you can increase the time that you have that weight in your hand, that is going to be probably one of the most important things uh, for helping you build muscle. You know, that's why people say like the eccentric phase and doing negatives and stuff like that are better for your workouts. It's not because the eccentric phase is greater for you. I mean, it's partially because a lot of times the eccentric phase also includes gravity, but it's not necessarily that. It's the fact that when you're doing these negatives, when you're doing these eccentric curls and stuff like that, you know what I mean, where you're counting down like five, four, three, two, one as you're going down, it means that you're having that weight in your hand for a longer period of time. Which means that you're most likely going to have to have, exert more control over that weight. You lift a heavier weight, you're going to throw that weight up and down. Probably going to have to swing a couple, uh, swing it a little bit, involve a couple other muscle groups that you don't really want to have involved uh, to help you get it up. And like, yeah, you could lift a heavy weight, but you're not necessarily only using your bicep, right? So I've seen people, I've had people do this. I mean, all the time. You know, you have, I have my clients sometimes lift a heavy weight, you know, lift a 35-pound curl or something like that, go for a 35-pound curl, and then turn around, you know, after a couple, you know, a couple, after a little bit of a break, have them do a, a relatively light curl. They do 20 pounds, 
but have them feel the muscle working and have them move it a little bit slower and have different angles that they do it from. And that really works for helping not only to build muscle, but build awareness of what your muscle is doing at every any given time during your workout. Because that is so important to understand and to recognize that your muscles are not just there to be like pumped up. You know, their muscles are there to actually work the uh, work the resistance. You know, whether it be volume, actual resistance, intensity, time. Whatever it is, your muscles are not there to just lift heavy weights and put them back down. Your muscles are there to be challenged in, multi, in, in, in a lot of ways, just like you. You're, you're, you are on this earth to be challenged in a lot of different ways. If you face the same challenge every day, day in and day out, you'd quickly get burnt out because it'd be the same challenge. You'd be like, oh, here comes this again. You know, so like your muscles are the same way. They need more than just like you pumping heavy heavy weights you know they need like a little bit of variety a little bit of the intensity a little bit of volume a little bit of time they need all that stuff and so that's kind of that's one thing that i wanted to talk about is like that mind body connection because that's that big that, that's kind of the big thing that is essentially what makes me the personal trainer i am because that's really what i uh, i practice is that mindful that that mindful training and it's not necessarily mindful because you know i'm uh, you know we have my clients talk about how their life is going and stuff like that so it's like you know it's all encompassing it's not necessarily we need to like wrap your brain around lifting this weight or we need to wrap your brain around this push-up and make sure that you know sometimes i just have them do the exercise so they can kind of feel that they're exerting themselves and feel like they're that like they're winning in life because that's important too so Here's a question for you. Uh, here's a question for you. Speaking of feel, there is this thing called uh, called um, introceptive skills, and essentially, these introceptive skills is being able to feel your body, feel the internal action going on. Say, for instance, and this is like a huge thing right here. There's like other things, but this is like the main thing. Can you? Feel your own heartbeat. And I'm not talking about putting your hand on your heart and feeling your heartbeat. I'm saying if somebody were to ask you to mimic your heartbeat with like your mouth, just boom, 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 boom. Would you be accurate in being and being able to decipher when your heart is beating and correlate that to when you actually make that boom, boom sound? You see, <laughs> I found this out this weekend. This is not very this is not something that is apparently normal to people. I always was able to do this. Like I can control my heart rate and, you know, I can make it go down, go up. I mean, I have to think about it. I don't just like snap and then like, oh, my heart rate's up. I have to think about it. But I always thought that was something that people could do. But apparently from what I'm hearing (laughs) and from what I've heard from many people, it's not something that people can do. So that's an introceptive skill. That is a skill of being able to control the inside of your body or at least having an awareness of what's going on in your body and again that goes along the lines of that of that mind body connection uh, but i wanted to talk about this introceptive skill because you know i, I again there's a reason why i was chomping at the bit of this one because i love that mind body connection i love talking about exercise and how it relates to your everyday life so those introceptive skills they actually found that like people uh are that have higher interceptive skills are better at gut instinct. They're just more successful uh, in stuff that in, involves, like, say, for instance, stock trading. Like, that's 
they have people that are like no-name people that are making money hand over fist. Uh, meanwhile, you have people that are like Ivy League, you know, doctorate, have all kinds of degrees and can't make a dime. And it's because these people are only trusting their mind, right? They're trusting like their brain. They're trusting like their analytical skills. And analytical skills are great. Of course, you want to have analytical skills. Uh, but at the same time, there's something to be said about trusting your gut. There's something to be said about trusting your heart. Something to be said about trusting other parts of your body. There's, there's a lot of people. Uh, one of them, uh, I think it was Nitsky, 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 Nitsky. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. I never could pronounce his name. I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about. He said that you could tell how somebody was sitting, or you could tell somebody's affect just by reading their writing and if they were somebody that was sitting over sitting hunched over you know dark lights you know just trying to cram out this this book that they're writing or whatnot you can sense that no matter how intellectual he said they were like no matter how intellectual that author was no matter how smart no matter how well thought out these writings were you could tell or at least he could he could tell if that author was you know, joyful or what, are, what emotion that person was, was feeling and what they were trying to convey or what they might have not or what they subconsciously were, were conveying with their, with their writings. So it's really interesting to think about like how these people and how, you know, we as human beings can convey these uh, subconscious emotions uh, simply uh, by writing, simply by communicating uh, simply by just do living our everyday lives, like our body is communicating every moment to ourselves as well as to others. And there's only a certain few people, not few, but there's a, a select amount of people that actually actually can pick that up. And apparently, I'm one of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, I'm not like psychic or clairvoyant. I mean, I'm sure that there's other people. Um, I'm sure that a, a lot of athletes are like that because you have to be somewhat in tune with your body, right? To be able, to, especially like as a gymnast or something like that, you have to be really in tune with your body to feel like what is going on as you're moving through space. Uh, so, you know, and there's, you know, again, like again with the stock traders, you know, those people can feel what's going on. They have a gut reaction to uh, to information. When they get that gut reaction, they make that move, and when they make that move, they make that money. So, uh, yeah, interceptive skills, unfortunately, are not things that you can that can be taught. Uh, but here is one thing that you can help yourself out with. Uh, there's actually a studies that a, stuff, a couple studies that showed that we are better at producing as well as absorbing information and facts. In fact, it's it's a fifty percent fifteen excuse me one five percent increase when we're moving. So that that old adage that says you know if you need to if you need to like uh, walk it off you know or if you you need to uh, move around and if you need to think on it you know you know take a walk and think about it uh, there actually is something behind that like there is something behind movement so if you're moving around which i tend to do when i'm recording these podcasts if you're moving around you're actually doing yourself a service by helping yourself to recall as well as produce information you would never think that right you think like they always say like you know sit down and think it out and stuff like that but that's actually false you shouldn't 
really do that. You should actually be moving around because by moving around, I mean, I don't know what the actual, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, that there are scientists that know why that is. Maybe they don't. But, you know, you think about it, you get the blood flowing, right? You get blood flowing and then you get the brain like activated more and you probably just get like more of a vibe going through your body just because you have, you're, you're moving through space and you got blood flowing rather than your body being stable and stagnant, not even stagnant, but not able to, you know, your body's just kind of in homeostasis. But if you're moving around, your body's going to be more attuned to the environment, right? Because you have to be attuned to the environment if you're moving around uh, because your body is moving around. Otherwise, you're just you know, like we have to, that's how we work. <laughs> that's just how we work. So anyways, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how you want to work. You know, if you want to be more efficient, more effective, move around, you know, like get one. It's important to have like a bike desk or have a treadmill desk. Or if you're on a conference call, that's important. Move around. Don't just sit. It's important to be moving because your body, your, your body is connected to your mind. And your mind is connected to your body. And the more you can incorporate those two things together in your everyday communication and your everyday interactions with, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, other people, you know, uh, your boss, you know, other relationships or actual, you know, computer software or something like that. If you're trying to make something, it's important to like get up and move around and get your, get the blood flowing, uh, get your, get your, uh, your, your, uh, your introceptive skills attuned to the highest level. So yeah, as I said, uh, this is one of those ones I was chomping at the bit because this is what, this is like kind of what I do. It's like the mind body connection and to find something so many things that pointed to this mind-body connection in, uh, over this weekend. I was, uh, I mean, I was watching this video on uh, HSPs, highly sensitive people, and these people were talking the same way about how they could, they are more highly attuned to certain parts of the environment, and because because they're more highly attuned to these more, I mean, the the drawback was sometimes it, it led them into depressions because they're they're so highly attuned to the environment. But the other side to that is that they also felt things more deeply. They could uh, analyze things, uh, uh, analyze just the situation, their environments, uh, just a little bit more because. They weren't, uh, they're not, I almost said, uh, I almost said introverts. They're not introverts because there's a lot of extroverts that are highly sensitive people. I actually, after watching that program, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I'm a sensitive person because I have a lot of those qualities I actually uh, dis- display. You know, I was like, one of the things was like introceptive skills. Can you feel your own heart? And I was like, I can. I really can. That's weird. <laughs> so I don't know what that really means. And, I, you know, there's still obviously, you know, research out on this. This is a relatively new research. Uh, but what we can conclude from this and what we can take away from this is when it comes to your working out, it's not important how much weight you're lifting. It's more important how long you have that weight in your hand, how long you can actually um, exert that uh, that force against the resistance. And uh, it's also important to be able to Put your brain into your muscles so you can actually feel what you're doing rather than just like, I'm going to bicep curl. Let's throw some weights around, right? <laughs> and do the general uh, the general movement for bicep curl. If you can actually control that bicep curl, you're doing a lot better uh, by curling that curling a lighter weight and controlling it over using a heavier weight and using a bunch of other, other muscle groups to try to get that weight up. And again, 
The other point here is uh, those interceptive skills, those uh, having yourself or not interceptive skills, but that mind-body environmental connection. So if you can get your body moving around and if you need to have something important, that, uh, make an important decision, uh, don't just sit around. Don't just sit and think on it. Actually get up, move around, get some blood flowing because that is the best way for your body to respond to whatever whatever stimuli that you need to be responding to. You know, So move but don't move too fast. <laughs> that's Maybe that's the title for this. We'll, we'll think about the title. Anyways, uh, I really do appreciate you listening. If you do have a chance, feel free to share this with other, other people, other friends, other strangers or whatnot. Uh, this, I think, is one of those ones that are just uh, needs to be shared everywhere because it's not something that's like uh, common knowledge. All right, I'll check you later. I'll check you on Wednesday. Thank you. Again, thank you for listening. And as always, keep good company.